Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome, Tina, to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. I'm so excited that you are here. Thank you for having me. Can you let us know a little more about yourself and tell us what inspired you to become a health and wellness coach? Sure. Um, I started out working in nursing um, 21 years ago now, (laughs) and um, I had a love of nursing and bedside nursing, went on and became a nurse practitioner. And as a nurse practitioner, I'm a medical provider. So I would um, diagnose and treat people for multiple chronic uh, conditions such as diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, obesity. And the treatment for that almost always led to a pill of some sort. People um, wanted the pill or the medication, the prescription in order to feel better quickly. And um, over the years of being a medical provider and doing this, I found that it was a quick fix to give a medication. And a lot of people just didn't want to take the time or they did not know to take the time to learn about the underlying cause of those chronic conditions that they had developed. So along the way, I um, got sick, I'll say is the best way to say it. I started to uh, require the medical field to help me diagnose what was going on with me. And I ended up um, in the hands of some neurologists that one, only wanted to treat with medication and two, told me that there was no treatment for what I had. And so long story short, I was diagnosed with celiac disease, autoimmune myopathy, And I also was diagnosed with autoimmune um, cold urticaria. If anyone knows what that is, it's hives related to temperature. And I also had um, already been diagnosed with um, autoimmune Graves disease. So in my 40s, when someone told me that there was no treatment for that, and I knew that medication wasn't going to treat or prevent what was going on with me, I needed to find a new route. And that route was through holistic medicine. So I learned how to um, not only treat my symptoms, but also how to prevent them from coming back. And I did it with diet and some what I call supplements, but uh, healthy supplementation Uh, in the forms of vitamins and minerals that my body was actually lacking and was leading to a lot of the symptoms that I was having. Yeah, no, thank you for that. And you still work in the clinical setting. Is that correct? I do. I work, I do work as a um, family nurse practitioner 
And I also um, work as a health and wellness coach, like you mentioned. Um, so I, I do both. Yes. Now, do you find now that, you know, health and wellness is such a huge initiative that many people are talking about, do you find patients asking more about lifestyle changes that can positively impact their health? You know, Wendy, they do. They ask. The problem is, is they're not willing to put in the time and the effort. And, you know, it's funny. I was on, um, don't make fun of me, but TikTok this morning. <laughs> and <laughs> I came across this post. Um, and for the life of me, I just can't remember her name. And so I apologize. But, you know, she made a really good point that, you know, people will um, reach and grab for every supplement, every pill, every quick fix fad diet that they can. But when they have one person, whether that be a health professional like myself and you or a health coach, um, when we're trying to tell people um, the right way to um, take care of their body and prevent disease and treat disease, they kind of run from that. They, um, they balk at that a little bit. So that's kind of what I'm seeing. I do have a lot more. Um, there are a lot more people that are trying to learn, like they want to hear it. They're just not ready to make that commitment, um, yet of taking care of themselves in the holistic way. Well, we live in a society where we want instantaneous results. We want them now. <laughs> so if I can take a pill that's going to help me, I don't know, lose 40 pounds, right, in a week versus, you know, pay someone to help me lose 40 pounds in three months, right, our society is more, you know, geared towards the pill. But with the pill, what people don't understand, it's not sustainable, because it's a lifestyle change, right? So um, that's something I think we need to, we meaning healthcare professionals need to educate the public that, you know, health and wellness is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle and it's a lifestyle change you have to make. So it takes some time to transition and, and make those changes sustainable. Um, so my question for you is how often do you see stress as a factor in a lot of these chronic illnesses in your patients and in yourself? daily in everybody. <laughs> That's the easy answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. And I think people really undermine the power of stress. You know, I know we say, oh, you know, mental and physical, but it, it truly does impact your physical health. And can you talk a little bit about your story about stress and, you know, your diagnosis and your journey that kind of led you to making these uh, changes in your life? Sure. I used to get very embarrassed by talking about this and now it's like boop, rolls right off the tongue. So I had to take a very, very deep, close look at Tina and who Tina was. Um, so that brought me all the way back to childhood. And when I look back as a child, I was the go-getter. I was the one that took care of everybody. I took care of the elders in the apartment building where we lived. I made sure I was there for all of my friends who, you know, maybe were at parties and needed a ride home. I was their ride home. I helped out at home. Um, I found that I had to be the 
strong child because my sibling was suffering from some um, issues. And then in my teenage years, I was in high school full-time. I always worked a full-time job or as much as I was allowed legally since the age of 12. I was in every single sport and I thrived. Um, at the age of 18, I was assistant manager at a local um, restaurant. So that meant that I was managing um, much older people. That brought me into my 20s, where I was working as a critical care nurse, uh, had a family, of course, went back into college for a second degree, and still maintain that full-time critical care nursing. And then, and I was married at the age of 20. So I had to, you know, run a household, have a husband, try to maintain friends, work full-time, go to college full-time. That continued, went back into graduate school, um, still worked full-time in critical care, ended up having my daughter, um, in grad school. And um, after grad school, I always chose the jobs as a nurse practitioner that were high functioning, very stressful, um, working full time, sometimes two jobs. I also taught grad school. So over all that amount of time, the amount of stress on my mind and my body, I never got rid of stress. And in the meantime, I was picking up hardcore exercising, which I thought I was relieving stress by exercising, which in turn was actually causing more stress to my body and my mind. And then I started to develop some um, family issues, uh, death in the family, some uh, medical, very strong medical issues in multiple family members. And the overwhelming amount of stress just took a toll on me. Throughout all of the issues that were occurring, I still worked full-time. I still taught um, part-time, still had a family to run, and I was not paying attention to myself. So all of those stressors just beat me up. And that's what caused my autoimmune diseases. That is something we have in common as healthcare professionals. We want to do everything and be everything to everybody and without even realizing what we're doing to ourselves. So Mm -hmm. I think so many people can relate to your story Mm -hmm. and your autoimmune disease that you um, develop secondary to stress. Mm -hmm. How did you heal yourself? How did you talk a little bit about that? So when i when i actually i became very sick with a neuromuscular disease and had a very hard time getting a diagnosis number 1 um but number 2 it was also i had a very hard time admitting the diagnosis <laughs> and i once i kind of i came to grips with me with what I was doing in life. And I 
literally heard someone tell me, you know, Tina, it's your personality. It's the stress in your life. And I cried because when I heard that it was me that was doing it to myself, I couldn't believe it. So I knew right then that if it was me that was literally killing myself, then it was me that had to fix it. And you can't fix that with a pill. So I fixed it with learning. I learned how and what food can do for the body. And not only can food hurt you, because it does, but food can heal you. So when I started to change my mindset and learn healthier tools for managing stress, not getting rid of, but managing stress, I also learned the right way to eat, when, how, and what to eat. And then, like I said, some multi, um, some uh, vitamins and minerals that I added in because I ended up, because of the celiac disease, I ended up with leaky gut syndrome where I was not able to absorb the nutrients from the food that I was eating. <laughs> so it was causing multiple deficiencies. So I really, truly, I healed and continue to heal myself from all of those autoimmune diseases by just food and mindset. That's amazing. Can you talk to us a little bit about an anti-inflammatory diet? What is that? So there's, well, there's, I'm going to answer this in two ways. There's anti-inflammatory diet is not really a diet per se, but it's part of a lifestyle. So I work and empower people to live in an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. That's what I do. So I healed myself with an anti-inflammatory lifestyle, which means I had to take a deep look at what I eat and drink, my mindset, my activity level, my relationships, Mm, you have to pay attention to your sleep. The anti-inflammatory diet is really, you're removing the foods that are known through years of research. People just don't pay attention to it. Um, you're removing the food from your diet, your current diet that has been shown to cause inflammation in the body. So by doing that, you're adding in more appropriate healthy, nutritious food where your body can use that food. People lose track of what food is for. Food is not supposed to be for comfort. Food is supposed to be to live, to thrive, to be healthy. Yeah. So eating foods that uh, promote inflammation is really putting stress on your body, your physical body. Yes. So foods, unhealthy foods, um, just to throw some out, meat, red meat, high fat foods, high sugar, concentrated sugar, concentrated sweets. Um, when you eat those regularly in your diet, all you're doing is causing an inflammatory process in your blood vessels. So remember when you eat food, it goes into your gut and then it's distributed into your bloodstream to be used. So when it's in your bloodstream, all of the fat, salt, processed um, foods start to collect and cause inflammation or for ease here, it's like swelling inside of your body, your blood vessels and veins and arteries and your gut, your tissues. 
And over time, all of that inflammation is making us sick. It's what's making our, um, all of our organs kind of, uh, not kind of, but our organs can't function well. So it causes high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, obesity, chronic pain, acne, migraines, abdominal pain, irritable bowel syndrome, cancers. So if you just look at all of those diseases I listed, they're caused from chronic inflammation. There isn't a pill out there that is going to take that inflammation away. It's you taking away the food and drink that's causing the inflammation, as well as the unhealthy lifestyle that most of us lead, the alcohol, smoking, drugs, but also the relationships that are unhealthy, the lack of sleep, the jobs that are unhealthy, all of the unhealthy things that we're putting into and on our body is what's causing inflammation. Yeah, thank you for that. I think that was a very comprehensive um, review of inflammation and foods, excuse me, that cause inflammation. What would you tell someone who wants to start that anti-inflammatory lifestyle? What's a first step someone can take? Go very slow. So when I started, I um, truly went very slow. I had to get rid of the gluten because of the celiac. So gluten and dairy, they were a must. And then once I got that down and I learned how to eat gluten-free, I then got rid of sugar um, completely from my diet. So, um, sugar in the, in the, well, concentrated sweets. So I would not eat anything that was a treat of sugar. Um, I then, once I got used to that, removing, um, the sugar from my diet, then I started to incorporate more vegetables, um, where I added vegetables at each meal. So, you know, for this week, it would be uh, breakfast vegetables, then lunch, then dinner until I became a full vegetarian. So I tell people, if you go slow and you learn the process, it's more sustainable. And that is your lifestyle. It will become your lifestyle. Something I find very interesting is as nurses, exactly what you're saying is what we educate our patients on. (laughs) Many times we're educating our patients on health and wellness, but we don't take time to look at our own lives or to see if we're living that lifestyle. So, you know, in nursing school, it's always, you tell your patients not to smoke, but then you see healthcare professionals outside smoking, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So we know, but I think we have to really slow down down and and really understand why it's important to live a healthy lifestyle, right? Why it's important to practice wellness. And once you have your why that buy-in, I think it's easier to really start making those behavioral changes to make it a lifestyle. So we, we really have to sit down with ourselves and figure out why, not because people are doing it or it sounds like the right thing to do, but what illnesses do you possibly have related to your lifestyle, right? What can you control? What can't you control? Mm-hmm. Those things you can control, you know, let's put out a plan, get a plan together to um, mitigate some of those things. And Tina, I know you work with a lot of individuals on, you know, really 
starting this anti-inflammatory lifestyle. Can you talk to us a little bit about your group and how people can possibly find you and connect with you? So I, um, I have a free private Facebook group that, um, I share tips on living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. And the group, the name of that group is thriving the anti-inflammatory way with Tina. So every day there's, um, tips on if it's food, sometimes recipes, but the group is very interactive. So we kind of learn from each other. Um, so I, I would love if people uh, got on Facebook and um, looked up my group. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I know you have a coaching program where you work with people, mm-hmm. a group of individuals on this. And I have a question about, you said mindset. What is mindset around lifestyle change? Can you just speak on that before we uh, wrap up? So mindset means that you have to be ready. I cannot make someone do something. Someone has to be ready to make those changes. So the best way to say it is for myself, I was sick of being sick. I was sick of being in pain. I was sick of not feeling well. I was sick of not being able to take care of my daughter and my family. And I knew that if something didn't change, then I wouldn't be able to keep going. So once you get to a point where you are, your mindset is ready to make the necessary changes and learn that living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle is not hard. It's very easy. Um, You'll be able to do it and you'll enjoy what you're doing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tina. Before we wrap up, can I take you through a rapid fire? Are you okay with that? (laughs) Okay, go. All right. So let us know the first thing that comes to your mind. Wellness means? To me, wellness means that your mind, body, and soul are strong. They work together and are strong. Awesome. I know I'm stressed when? I know I'm stressed when I can not smile and when I start to I start to speak negatively outwardly to um, someone that's around me or maybe to myself. Okay. My go-to stress management solution is breath work. Love it. The last time I had a belly laugh was. Oh, it was very recent, actually. It was something my daughter did. It was very recent. <laughs> the one thing I learned about myself during this COVID-19 pandemic is? I, that's a hard one. I struggled um, in 2020. I guess the one thing that I learned is that I can remain strong um, with the right people around me. Awesome. 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 Thank you so much, Tina, for your time. And we'll have to have you back sometime. Anytime. Thanks, Wendy. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a free mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download your free copy. Until next time, 
Go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best.